Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy, and thanks for joining us today, January 30th, on No Greater Delight, our podcast on Marian Feast and Marian Meditations. Well, today, January 30th, we have two devotions. The first is Our Lady of the Rose in Lucca, Italy. Now, there's sort of conflicting information that I found about this. One source says that it is a modern painting, and yet another source says that three roses were found in the month of, month of January in the arms of this image, according to a Latin chronicle. So, um, it's a modern painting on one hand, and yet we're told of something that happened in a Latin chronicle. I don't think anyone in Luca is writing in Latin anymore today. So, uh, yeah, it uh, leaves one bewildered. Most of the information I found online says that, yes, remember that roses are a symbol of Our Lady, right? Because of the beauty, the simplicity, um, also, they have their spines, like just like Mary had uh, her sufferings. One that we could find a little bit more information about, though, is Madonna dell'Aiuto in Busto Arisicio Varese in Italy. I don't know. There's also something that says in, in Milan, in the cathedral in Milan, St. Ambrose's Cathedral, that there's also an image of Madonna dell'Aiuto, Our Lady of Help, right? Um, I kind of don't think they're the same image, but it doesn't matter. Um, this image, Our Lady of Help, is also called the Madonna of the Piazza, of the Plaza, right? And this devotion that the citizens have of this play, of, the, of Busto Arsicio, goes back all the way to the Middle Ages, right? In the primitive church of Santa Maria di Piazza, um, there's a very big church, right, which was constructed in 1517 over uh, the earlier church, right? And in this church, there's the veneration of this image that represents Our Lady. And it's said that Our Lady herself miraculously appeared here on January 30th, so today, in 1346. So obviously to help, and that would be how she got her name. So that's what we celebrate today, January 30th, in the Marian world. So today we continue with our meditations on Mary, our mother, taken from the writings of St. John Henry Newman. Today we start a new section, which is entitled, The Intercessory Power of the Blessed Virgin. So today our reading comes to us from the letter to Dr. Pousset, and let's hear what he has to say. It's entitled, All Grace Comes from the Hands of Mary. He writes this, Certain statements may be true, under circumstances, and in a particular time and place, which are abstractedly false. And hence it may be very unfair to, in a conversationalist to interpret by an English or a modern rule whatever may have been asserted by a foreign or medieval author. To say, for instance, dogmatically, that no one can be saved without personal devotion to the Blessed Virgin would be an untenable position. Yet it might be true of this man or that, or of this or that country at this time or that date. And if that very statement has ever been made by any writer of consideration, and this has to be ascertained, then perhaps it was made precisely under these exceptional circumstances. If an Italian preacher made it, I should feel no disposition to doubt him, at least if he spoke of Italian youths and Italian maidens. But now, as to the fact, by whom it is, is it said, but now, as to the fact, by whom is it said that to pray to Our Lady and the saints is necessary to salvation? The proposition of St. Alphonsus is that God gives no grace except through Mary, is that is, through her intercession. But the intercession is one thing, devotion is another. 
And Suarez says, It is the universal sentiment that the intercession of Mary is not only useful, but also in a certain matter necessary. But still, it is a question of her intercession, not of our invocation of her, not of devotion to her. If it were so, no Protestant could be saved. If it were so, there would be grave reasons for doubting the salvation of St. John Chrysostom or St. Athanasius or of the primitive martyrs. Nay, I should like to know whether St. Augustine, in all his voluminous writings, directly invokes her once. Our Lord died for those heathens who do not know him, and his mother intercedes for those Christians who do not know her, and she intercedes according to his will. When he wills to save a particular soul, she at once prays for it. I say, he wills indeed according to her prayer, but then she prays according to his will. Although... Then is it natural and prudent for those who have recourse to her, who from the church's teaching know her power? Yet it cannot be said that devotion to her is a sine qua non of salvation. Some indeed of the authors, whom you quote, go farther. They do speak of devotion, but even then, they do not enunciate the general proposition which I have been disallowing. For instance, they say, It is morally impossible for those to be saved who neglect the devotion to the Blessed Virgin but a simple omission is one thing and neglect another. It is impossible for any to be saved who turns away from her. Yes, but to turn away is to offer some positive disrespect or insult towards her, and that with sufficient knowledge. And I certainly think it would be a very grave act if in a Catholic country, and of such the authors were speaking, for they knew of none other, with Ave Maria sounding in their air, and images of the Madonna in every street and road, a Catholic broke off or gave up a practice that was universal, and in which he was brought up, and deliberately put her name out of his thoughts.